The show's about to start. Where are we going? Over the top. It's time to go over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. going on welcome to the over the top radio show with michelle taylor willis and my guest is just sitting around he's just cheesing he's so excited to be here aren't you i am i've been looking forward towards this for a long time a whole long time short long time a short long time (laughs) (laughs) all right well i'm gonna tell well i'll just tell you guys we got jj wilcox in the studio today which is awesome former cowboy current falcon and we're gonna be talking to him today but uh, you know, I'm fairly still. I'm still fairly new to this to this station, and so for all of you guys who've been bearing with me since December first when we first started, thank you, thank you, thank you for the bottom of my heart. I'm pretty sure the listeners have gone up like by a million in the last, you know, six to eight weeks. What do you think? I think so too. <laughs> look, I've been looking from the outside. What do you think, Greg? Are you looking at the analytics? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, my handy dandy producer, he's so he's really over the top. Like it's so hard for me to calm him down. He's constantly laughing yeah. and talking, and I just can't shut him up. He's just all the time. Just go, let me look at that face. I know my mm-hmm. Facebook, Facebook and Instagram. What's up, Facebook? Hey, Instagram. How's it going? I know you guys can't see him, but I wish you could see on the other side of the because he's just bouncing around like a jelly bean in there. It's the coffee. <laughs> it's always the coffee. It's always the coffee. All right, it's Michelle Taylor Willis on Real 1100 AM right here in Atlanta. Every Wednesday, 4 to 6, it's my goal to provide you informative, enlightening, inspiring, empowering entertainment on your way home. Because, you know, people actually go back to they're working now and they're driving. Did okay. you know that? Yeah. I, I did it. I people did are it. actually back in the office. Okay. Even with Omarion. I know, right? Oh my gosh, my intern is doing like, (laughs) he's doing touch. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could have seen that. I need you off of that camera and I need you to turn the camera back to you so we can see it. Let me make sure I give a shout out to everybody that's come through on Instagram. What's up, Delante Armani, one of the most amazing celebrity photographers. Uh, She she the one. Okay, got it. I I wasn't going to course i'm i'm not greg is looking at me like don't you even think about it i'm just reading the handles friend that's all i'm doing tailgate party committee what's going on sydney late pass how you doing lintz poo hello what's up uh alexis rea how are you lexi miss once pr oh pr we were talking about that earlier weren't we mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and Juan 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 KFB <laughs> and Brian Glossman says Michelle is the shiznit. That's not a curse word. So I can say that. That's what he said on there. What's up? Hey John. What's up Gators? Um. Okay. So I got to talk just a little bit about this because I didn't talk about it last week because I was I was sore about it. To use my like 1930s 1940s vernacular. Okay, for those of you who are just starting to listen to me here on Real 1100 AM, I went to the University of Florida, and I am not ashamed to say that. Living in Georgia, sitting in a room full of black and red walls right now, okay? Go dog. No, the dogs suck. They're the worst. I don't know who I hate worse. Well, national I don't know who I hate more. They are national The champs. Georgia Bulldogs or the Alabama Crimson Tide. Like, I can't, I don't know. Or FSU. I think I like FSU better than I like both of those teams. How? 
because it, it's, it goes against everything I believe. I know I've lived, okay, I've lived in Georgia for 17 years. I cannot adopt this Georgia Bulldog mentality. And them winning the national championship last week, I felt like Ice somebody, I felt like somebody pierced my heart and like turned the knife and just, uh, I couldn't do it. And let me tell you what's really bad about it. My kids, my three younger kids were born here in Georgia. So guess who they like? Georgia. Yeah. Mama will too. They like, and I'm like, listen, if you really, if you really love your mom, you will always pull for the, you will bleed orange and blue, period. And they're like, oh, it's not fair though, because we were born here, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, you sound, that should be the senseless shenanigans for the day. Your kid's rooting for a different team than you. Anyway, so I felt it apropos. Mm-hmm. Since you were, you know, born and raised Georgia boy. Down South Georgia. Down South Georgia. To talk about, I mean, I definitely want to give, you know, Georgia its praise. I know it's a big deal. I mean, Georgia's never done much of anything hey, right. Hey, hey, and hey. now they finally. <laughs> hey. Watch it. And they finally, they win the championship. But I couldn't even talk about it right because it hurt so badly. Why? But I'm Why glad Alabama. But I that? think I'm glad Alabama lost because the Crimson Tide, those fans are like the worst. They ever I just spit all over you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> those fans, that he wiped it off. <laughs> those fans are literally the worst. Yeah. The Alabama fans, like they Roll ever, Tide, yeah. I posted like what happens when the tide stops rolling because <laughs> that's what's happening right now. But anyway, I've had a week. I've had a week to just sit on it. And so I'm formally saying, John Garrett says, you're trying to get kicked out of Georgia, huh? I love Georgia. I hate the Bulldogs. You can't can't revoke now. No, uh -uh. no. Georgia, the state is my, I mean, I love this place. I have a, look, November 18th. The Bulldog is part of the state. No. November 18th (laughs) is MTW Day in the state at the Capitol. I love Georgia. The Bulldogs, like, should annex themselves, like what Buckhead wants to do. Yeah. They should, if they, they should be called, like. We just want, can we, can we ride the way? The Southern Bulldogs. Can you celebrate the state championship? It took like 40 years, okay? I'm giving you your shine right now. What else do you want from me, friend? I appreciate it. I got orange and blue. I got people. Look, half my followers are UFers. What I look like. I'm going to Southern all day. I know you are. Listen, wait, somebody says go. Oh, yeah. MTW is a bomb. Thank you. I appreciate that. Even though I love the Gators, go dogs. I haven't won in 14 years. Give them a chance. Quick question. Um, what? Did Florida ever play Georgia Southern? Okay. Let's, <laughs> do we really want to bring? Okay. I'm I know you went it. to Georgia Southern, and I know that you got, uh-oh, Jarrell, my intern, is like, oh, my gosh, she's about to say something she can't come back from. <laughs> I'm just asking. I think they did back in, what, 2013? We what was that? Okay, okay, here's the question I really want to ask. And I don't it's no disrespect to you, to Georgia Southern, none of that. Okay. Choose your words wisely. Okay. <laughs> Why would that have happened? What was better? Georgia Southern? Well, hold on. Better than the Gators? Are Not you crazy? Mouth. It's proven. Proven by what? You no, we beat no we beat, them. we beat y'all. You're 15. <laughs> you what are you? you <laughs> Plus you another were just 15 born. times two. What, what are you talking about? We were better? Yeah, you were, we better? were better? We beat y'all that night. So if an opponent beat y'all at y'all's home turf. Okay. All right. Any Okay. Real 1100 AM listeners, if you guys, I'm going to break, I'm breaking protocol right now because usually I don't have people call in until the end of the show and the 530 half hour. 
But if you guys can pull, I want somebody, Facebook, Ask Instagram. I'm not asking him. He's too close to the situation. No. Where you from? No. He can't answer. His <laughs> mic is broken. Listen, if you're listening, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram right now, look it up. One, did yeah. the Florida Gators 2013 ever play? Jared McKinnon. No, he's looking it up. Don't look it up. Greg, who are you? Who are Is you he? with? Who are you with? Okay, I'm just saying. Shot, I, I bring gifts. So do you want to go with this one, this flash in the pan Man, I got over you. here? Man, I got you. Or do you want to go with your girl? I mean, it, it, this event has already happened, so it's, exactly, you know, no matter how much you plead, it doesn't, it it does or does <laughs> not exist. Up. Okay, so I need any, anybody on Real Eleven Hundred AM if you're listening, you could call in 404-603-8770. I will take your call early, or Facebook, Instagram. Did the U did UF ever play Georgia Southern? And if we did, which I can't imagine that happened, if we did, who won the game? Whoever calls in with that, I'm giving you a $25 Amazon gift card. As long as you lie and say it never happened. Mm -mm. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't start your 2020. Off with the lies? Don't do that. Okay, so that's the deal. That's the deal. Somebody calls in 404-603-8770. And you can tell me the year it happened, if it happened at all. Greg, get off the computer. Hail Southern. And who won the game? In the swamp. Brian says, Brian says, best school in the state of Florida, UC. Oh, God. UC. Um, um, you know, oh, boy, he's gone from there. Ruined the football player. You're too young. You're not going to remember. Dante Culpepper. Dante Culpepper is gone. Okay? So we can't, we can't ever go back to the Culpepper days. UCF, I think, is non-relevant. Is that fair? Is that not nice? You know, I'm a Georgia boy. Okay. All right. Oh, wait a minute. 26, Georgia. Oh. Here we go. She Brian. Say it. say it. I'm not going to say, say it. it. Oh, my Facebook just went down. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you would have had. The, do, the deal is you can't post. You have to call in, Brian. So if you have something to say, 404-603-8770. If you don't call in, it doesn't exist. Facebook doesn't isn't always accurate. So there's that. I'm just saying. That's what it is. It is what it is. That's what it is today. But listen. Since it's. Georgia Southern Day, I want to make sure. I do want to give Georgia Southern some shine because look what they produce. All right, so when we come back, we have to take a break in a minute. But born in Georgia, Mm -hmm. went to school, Cairo, Georgia. That's another thing. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm just saying. Okay, we got another. Oh, my gosh. Officer Delicious just jumped in my trainer. Hide the popcorn, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing this challenge. This is the other thing I want to talk about really quick before we go to break. And I, I appreciate you guys just bearing with me on this. UF Georgia rant, if you're listening, over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis on Real 1100 AM. And welcome also to all of our iHeart listeners, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you. Um, I started this challenge at the beginning of January. It's not a New Year's thing. It's not a New Year's thing. It just happens to be the new year and then I'm doing it. So all of January, 30 days, no alcohol. Nothing I drink that much anyway. Wait a minute. What was... Anyway... Not that I drink that much anyway, and no sweets. Yeah. So what's the date? What date is it? 19th. January 19th. I have not had a lick of alcohol, and I've had anything sweet other than natural juices and fruit berries all year. Nice. So, Because I have a picture that I want to look like. Actually, I'm going to post this picture of this chick on Instagram and Facebook. I'm going to show you. But cut her face off. 
<laughs> well, I already cut her face off because she's prettier than me. And so really, it's just the body that matters. Um, and so I'm going to show her body. This is where I'm going at the end of February. So Officer Delicious, who I have no idea. Why do you even call yourself that? That sounds ridiculous. I was eating popcorn earlier. Here it is. But popcorn's on my diet. I don't know what plan you got, but popcorn's on my plan, and it seems like that's something we should do. All right, we got Cairo, Georgia in the house. Hope, hope. Which is awesome, and it should be pronounced Cairo. No. This is what's wrong with Georgia. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to J.J. Wilcox, <laughs> Cowboys, Georgia Southern. Got a key to the city in Cairo, Georgia. Cairo. It should be Cairo. No, it's no I mean, it's, it's Cairo, Cairo, Egypt. How do you Listen, take? You ain't got this no is, passes. This is another example of the white man <laughs> taking the name of Egypt and dispensing it all it. wrong. It's originated in Cairo, Georgia. Cairo, Georgia. Then it went to Egypt. Georgia, Georgia Southern. Key to the city. Got his own street, mm. Cowboys, Pittsburgh, and he lands here in Atlanta. We're going to figure out how all that happened and why he's here and what really is happening with the Falcons. Maybe somebody knows. Do you know the secret? You got the key to that. Damn, yeah. a key to the city. <laughs> I can say that, right? That's fine. <laughs> uh, a key to the city doesn't matter. We need to know the key to the Falcons wins. All right. right. All right, guys. We're at 1100 AM over the top radio with Michelle Taylor Willis. Stay tuned. Don't touch the dial. Don't touch Facebook. Don't touch Instagram. Don't touch the IG. Don't touch the IG. Don't touch the IG. We'll be right back. Michelle. 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 Take this one here for me and my DJ. Welcome back to the Over the Top with Michelle. Taylor Willis. I kind of had to get my bearings here. I forgot what I was doing there for a second. Welcome back, Real 1100 AM listeners. Thanks so much for letting me be part of your drive home. We got J.J. Wilcox in the studio today, and we're super excited to have him here. He is a Georgia board. <laughs> Georgia boy. Georgia boy, born and bred from Cairo, Georgia. Okay, let's talk about this Cairo thing <laughs> for a minute. Cairo is syrup. Mm-hmm. Cairo is that's all I got. I know Cairo. No, 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 no. no. How you did y'all more, get that? You got more than that. You got what more else than is Cairo? Listen, did Man, you listen. when you were growing up in school? Did the teachers ever say for some reason we pronounce it Cairo? Yeah, it's supposed to be Cairo. Uh, they did. I mean, no, like no, they okay. said that you know when we was taught and raised, it was shown, it was told that it was Cairo, Cairo, Georgia. Then it went to Cairo, Egypt. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we look at it. That's how we take it from that area. So you're telling me that Cairo, Georgia yeah, existed Cairo. before Cairo in Egypt. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> and you said you sound like you believed it. Yeah. That's what the teachers told you? No. That's I mean history tell us that, but I'm just okay. Okay. <laughs> I tried to carry it as long as I could. No, All you right. can't. It doesn't even make sense. But I'll tell you what does make sense. You having the key to the city. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, that is, yeah, for sure. And you having a street named after you. Okay, so, like, walk us through this because there's so many cool things. First of all, being, Mm -hmm. you know, from a small town in Georgia, right? Right. But then going from a small, you know, non, I don't know what division um, Georgia Southern is. It was Division 1 AA. It's Division 1 now. Okay. It was Division 1 AA. AA back when you were there. Um, I mean, you've had some things certainly work in your favor that have yielded you a pretty good 
career. Was yeah. football always kind of a a thing for you? When did you start playing? Man, I got pictures of me with my closest friend at like one or two year old walking around with footballs in the hand. My sons do it now. Really? How old yeah, are your kids? I got a five year old and I got um my baby boy, he'll be one and a half, he'll be two in uh March. Oh my gosh, you have so, baby baby. Yeah, so even if I tried to get away from him, I couldn't. So but uh, but yeah, football football been a passion of mine for a long time. Like growing up where I'm from, you know, it's small. Um, you know, a lot of things we did in the yard and things we didn't know that we can actually make a living from it because what we was doing was just playing ball in the backyard and having fun with it. So it just grew on me. My dad played it. I had a lot of people, a lot of close friends of mine. We all played together and, you know, did things like that. So, you know, um, it was a dream come true. It really was. You know. Did your, Were your parents athletic? Uh, yeah, my dad was very much so. Shout out to Pops. Pops was real cool, man. He was he was good. He had a balance of being, you know, cracking the whip and, and you know, being that father figure, but at the same time um, dropping a lot of wisdom. Wisdom. So. Did you get spanked a lot? You were nah, bad, weren't you? I was, I was decent. I think I was decent. Let me tell it, but you know, <laughs> yeah, because you also said in history class they told I you mean, all that. Yeah, you know. look at it. Did we you look have, up the Florida thing? Yeah, I know I, we jump in my bag. No, you're fine. Okay, it's real. Okay, but well, you didn't say that though. You said as soon as you get back on, you was gonna state that. Oh, now you remember? Yeah. This is what you choose to remember. Fine, I'll tell you what it said. It came from Brian Glossman on Facebook, and he said that in the year. What year did you say it was? 2013. <sighs> Why would you remember that? Why not? That's such a random thing to remember. No, that's not random. November 23rd, 2013. Oh. Yeah, you, uh, that's when it happened. Hell Southern. So, there's that. Cool. 26 to 20. It was a close game. I don't remember that at all. I Actually, bet. I probably do, and I was like, who's Georgia Southern? Hey, hey, man. But after that, though, she knew what time it was. <laughs> then I was like, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, but you didn't play in that game. No, I didn't. I was my first year in the league. So you were gone by then. Yeah. Okay, so growing up, you said your dad was as, your mm-hmm. dad was athletic, right? Yeah. Oh, your volume. Let me turn your volume up. They're saying that they're having a hard time okay. hearing you a little bit. Get, the mic. Get your mic up a little bit. All right, let's see if that Good now? There you go. Is okay. that better, guys? All right. Um, so, okay. So you start playing, like running around with the football when you're yeah. one, two. When do you think your dad and your mom, but I say your dad because mm-hmm. he was really the mm-hmm. other one, realized that you had talent? Because there's a lot of people listening right now who's kids. Yeah. And, you know, they don't know when it's time to really, mm-hmm. really get serious about it or it's just still wreck. You know what? To speak on that, um, my dad, you know, it's a story he told me. He was like, you know, when he had me in the hospital, he was like, this is going to be a Heisman Trophy winner type deal. Really? Yeah, so he really spoke that, you know, uh, on me as well. So, But to make a long story short, um, I always had talent, but I had a lot of guys. It was a lot of good football players where I'm from. Like, there's a lot of great talent down there. Like, we was back-to-back. Cairo, Georgia? Cairo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying not to. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it was a lot of good football down there. It, it was. It was. So, um just being around them, you know, watching the guys before me, you know, even when we was in middle school and elementary school, we used to play football behind the stadium to try to be like the guys that was actually in the stadium. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was just the love for the game and, you know, the things that it brought to me, like team, uh, brotherhood, all that kind of good things too. So it, it's more than just the football. But, yeah, I'll, I'll say around about my, my 11th grade year is when I started, you know, coming around and 
I'll say, okay, I actually can do this and get out here and play with these boys. So I'll say about my junior year in high school. But how dope is that, that your dad said when you were born? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean... And he, knew, I mean, like he was like, "This is it." Yeah, he did. So, I mean, and he used to be like I said, he was he was hard on me at times. You know, he never sugarcoated anything, which really? is which is what you need. You know what right. I'm saying? So, you know, I truly appreciate him for that because you know I could have been running wild or you know doing anything else, but he seen something in me that I didn't see till you know till I got down the road. So it's pretty cool. What do you think was the most valuable takeaway from your dad as an adult now? Right, as yeah. an adult working as a father. What's that one thing you took? Yeah, he used to say this phrase, man. He was like a a winner never a winner never quits, and a um, loser never wins. Hmm. So, more of the story is, you know, whatever it is, just never quit. Just keep fighting, you know, you know, till you can't no more, and even then, keep fighting. So, right. just never quit. Just keep going, because you never know what how far you is or how far you don't push that window or, or door down. You know, by your consistency, and then you just turn away. You might have been, you know, one foot away from actually kicking the door down or getting in. So, dude, it's so it's funny that you say that. I was just having this conversation yesterday. That's what happens, right? Like we get we get to the point where we feel like nothing is happening, and you're putting everything in it, right? You're putting yeah. all your money in a business, right? You're mm-hmm. putting all your effort on the field. You know, you're putting everything, and it's like nothing is happening. And usually, it's at that moment. Where you feel like I can't do it anymore. Yeah. If you just go that one extra, yeah, extra inch, step, yeah. because you hear this all the time, right? People stop, and then it's, it's so like, hard, though. It's it so hard, hard once you're in it. It's tough. It's tough. What was the? What was? Well, let me go back before mm-hmm. I finish. So, so pushing through, right? Is that that was the the moral that you got from your dad? Pushing mm-hmm. through, pushing through. At what point do you think in your career do you think that mantra helped you the most? Continue to push. Um. In the NFL or before? Whenever. Mm-hmm. I'll say before. I'll say um, converting over to. I play. I got recruited to Georgia Southern as an offensive player. I played offense for three years, and then my last year, I went to my senior year. They needed me. Uh, needed needed me. Asked me what I helped with the defensive side of the ball. So I only played defense one year. So I definitely say that model kicked in. It was like, look, this is do or die. We gotta make this work. We don't have no tomorrow. We don't have right. a next year. You are senior. And it's, you know, so I was like, look, I'm all in. So Right, because that's interesting, right? That in that year, yeah. that's the year that's that you have to change. Year, yeah. You have to change position. Yeah. So I was getting, I was getting some small looks at offense, but it was like, but, you know, it turned out to be the best thing happened, though. Right. You know, and that's one of the phases I used then. I definitely say for careers, probably throughout my career. You know, I never really had a good steady career. I didn't have that, you know, be with one team seven years, six right. years. You know, I was kind of a road runner. So I started in Dallas and went to Tampa for a short time. Then went to Pittsburgh and then went from Pittsburgh to the Jets and then to the Jets to the Indy, then came to Atlanta. So I'd have been through a little bit of everything and a short window. So, right. But it definitely shaped me for me to who I am today. So I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. What made you decide to go to Georgia Southern? It was all I had. I had two offers, you know, two offers. I had one to go to Sanford, which is like a Baptist school over there in uh, Birmingham. Real good, real good school, you know. But uh, then Georgia Southern came, um, not late, but towards a little bit towards the end. Sanford offered first. 
And then I went to Georgia Southern and I ran into some guys, my brothers, man. I ain't going to say guys. These guys are closer to me than anything. You know, we went on a recruit visit. Our parents was having a good time, chopping it up. And it just felt like home. You know, when I went to Georgia Southern, it mm. felt like home. I had a chance to represent. It wasn't too far from my hometown, right. you know, but far enough. So it was just, it just felt like home. It felt good. My parents was behind me on it too. So it just felt good. And, and I, met, I met some um, some real good, cool guys too. It's funny too how you can rally, get people rallied around you, even as a young guy, right? You say mm-hmm. your brothers, the people that were, you know, super close to you, how people can influence, good or bad, the decisions you make. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for your good, you have some people around, some good people around you. Right. And you guys all ended up, you know, kind of in the same place. Mm-hmm. Guys, we got J.J. Wilcox James. If you're nasty. I mean, I don't know. I just think I'm doing the Miss Jackson thing. but (laughs) (laughs) That was a bad joke. A joke went bad fast. You're listening to Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis right here on Real 1100 AM. We got Facebook in the house. We got Instagram in the house. We're going to come back and talk some more to Mr. Wilcox to figure out how he ended up at the Falcons. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Michelle. 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 Take this one here for me and my DJ. All right, guys, we are back to Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis right here on Real 1100 AM in Atlanta. I hope you guys are not so bored in your car that you're not listening to me because if you're listening to us right now, you would be killing the game, right, JJ? That's right. I did that on purpose because he was texting. So, you know, I took him off his game real quick. What's up, iHeartRadio? I don't know if you guys know, but if you're ever not in your car at 4 p.m., you can also just find us on iHeartRadio. You just go on iHeart, search for Real 1100 AM at 4 p.m., and guess what we'll be playing? Oh, look at IG getting the shoulders. (laughs) You know you got the shoulders in on it. Hey, listeners, uh, JJ's in here, and he likes this background music mm-hmm. we're playing. And his little shoulders are, are getting jiggy with it. Oh, did you see what I did on. there? I know. That's really old, isn't it? That's like, yeah. Oh. That's Big Willie style. Yeah, it is. How do you know about that? Bro. I'm not trying his age, but clearly you can look at this kid and see that he's a kid. No, it's like, okay, so put it like this. I was born in this May 3rd. I was born in 99. Yeah. You were born in 99? Yeah, I was born in 99. But the way my parents raised me, it's almost like I was born in the 80s. Mm. So, so, and I'm talking about Teddy Pendergrass, yes, sir. Al Green, okay, Temptations. I got the right intern. Yeah, I got an old I, school intern. And it kind of, I used to be called um, the old head of high school just because literally my notorious thing was like, if you pulled my headphones off, you're probably going to hear something you've never heard before. And that could literally be from a Rihanna song you've never heard to from all the way to Adele. It's mm. just... Range of music is crazy. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's stereotypical to be. Anybody listening to music like that it's got some good soul. Right. Yeah. And yeah, he is an old soul too. You like older women too, I bet, don't you? Of course. They know what they want. Like, what am I doing out here? Come on now. He said, like, what am I doing out right. here? All right. You got, you ladies heard it. All the cougars Ooh. in the house on Real 1100 AM. Look, I'm looking for a PS5. You can help me out. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's looking for some help. Mm-hmm. You like older women, JJ? Is uh, your wife older than you? She is. she is. I mean, guys who have older souls, they like older women. And I think, you know, like, if you're raised by an older mom, I have friends whose parents were, like, 
you know, 40, 50 when they were younger. So they like older things. They have an older way of thinking, older way of doing things. You know what I mean? And you're kind of an old soul. You know, that's a that's a compliment. Yeah. I mean, from what I know, from what I can tell, yeah. you know, you raise your kids kind of old school. Oh, for sure. You know, get that belt out and get after them. Let them let them yeah. know. Ain't no time out. All right, so you're at Georgia Southern now, defense, mm-hmm. and you're having some good success. Mm-hmm. Third round, right? Third round. Third round. Eightieth pick. Eightieth pick. Okay, so when you were going into the draft, like, what? Take us into that moment. Like, what does that feel like? I mean, did you feel like you you really had a good chance to yeah. get drafted? You did. So well, your dad said you were going to be the highest. Yeah. <laughs> outside of that, you know, it was a lot of work. First of all, that was a lot of work, dedication, everything. But to actually get to the process where I was actually considered to get drafted was like mind blowing, because I played defense for one year. Um, I had no defensive experience at all. Went out there, had a hell of a year. Got went to the Senior Bowl, which is like the biggest collegiate bowl game you can go to. I'm like, anybody did that since like Adrian Peterson back at Georgia Southern back in 2000. So, even me going from a small school, everybody in the, in the Senior Bowl was like Georgia, uh, Florida, right? You there know, you go. Say that. USC, anywhere. You know. Not to say you did a head count, but could you see how many, like, to compare yourself when you were looking around, how many big names there were and how many big names there weren't? There? Yeah. Um, I, I say it's a toss-up. Okay, That's so it wasn't like a crazy ratio? Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, we okay. had some good players, too, that was there, and but also didn't get a chance to make it there, but still polished playing to this day, too. So. Got you, got you. So, but, uh, but yeah, I'll say towards about, you know, to make it from the defensive side, it was, you know, God, a lot of hard work, you know, so. But making it to the Senior Bowl, I was like, okay, cool. I had a good game that game. My agent was like, look, you did a hell of a job at the Senior Bowl. You're like, these guys. So you had an agent at this point. Yeah. When did you get, when when did you get an agent? It's your last football game in college. So, wow. say, yeah. Your last, last football, football game. game. Yeah, and they so. come for you, I guess. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, you can, it's, it can go to both ways. You might have people that knew some, know somebody that might actually, you know, ask you, hey, you know, I have a guy that's interested in you. It's got to be a mutual interest because I might want to go here, but they don't feel like, you know, they might not want to have me there. You right. know what I'm saying? So, they might have a group of guys that they might want to select or it might just be offensive guys. So, you have to find somebody that's kind of, you know, passionate just the same way you are and passionate about you just like you're going to go out there and do the work too. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, a guy I ran into, you know, long time, good friend of mine's. Um, my parents them loved him, fell in love with him, all that good stuff. And he was like, hey, you know, you you climbing the charts. Like, you might have a chance for day early, you know, day two, mid day two. And that, you know, that's big. I'm like, I'm from Cairo, Georgia. Like, man, I don't know nothing about no draft, no nothing. Right. So went through the process, um, did my combine, chill for a while. That whole combine, it was so exhausting. I know you asked about that, but it was so like, wow. Like the lights, like I'd have made it, you know, almost right. to the deals. Like I'm in this, you know, NFL stadium playing, you know, I'm playing in front of 15, 20,000 the most at Georgia Southern to a hundred thousand to a million people watching type deal it was like anything's possible right like literally but it was like wow i'm here so i had to set aside me actually being starstruck and right also being, <laughs> how do you you know how do you get your mind right though but i guess as a i mean if you anybody who trains like that yeah the discipline i mean you can turn on and turn mm-hmm. off, right you're trained to do that right so i had had i had mixed emotions like i said it was exhausting as well because we was up early 
and we go to bed at like 10, 11 o'clock and be right back up at five o'clock for testing and movements and this and this. So it was three or four days, just full nonstop moving from meetings to talking to different GMs to NFL, you know, scouts, GMs, owners, coaches, unlimited. You know, anybody that wanted to talk with you at that time had the opportunity to pull you and talk to you for a minimum of 30 minutes. So they want to know, you know, exactly who they're getting as a character too, not also with talent wise. So that's why it was a lot of private interviews and meetings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of stuff behind the the scenes. And you know what? I don't think we we think about that stuff. I think we, in moments in time, Mm -hmm. we think about the character piece and the morals and the, you know what I mean? And it's uh, it's usually in moments when something happens, Mm -hmm. something blows up. And then it's like, oh my gosh, we really got to look at like, you know, the behind the scenes of this guy who can run a one five you know 40 mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. but do you think that's becoming that i mean it sounds like now this is really becoming more of the standard where the, the it's this holistic approach now to the athlete yeah 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 because we we see now that maybe one decision from one person can change somebody else's lives and a team right. you know what i'm saying because not only is we we know i understand it's a business and you got your coins and i have my my money as well but at the same time when we line up that's my brother you get what i'm saying so right. whatever affects him going to eventually affect somebody in this chain or weak in one chain you know so you know you have to look, keep things in consideration sometimes like that you know you got some guys that can jump out the roof and you know run a 40 sub four four zeros four ones four twos but you know when you get them in the locker room it's kind of you know they kind of you know, stand out, sour patch, you know, and, and then you got some guys that might absorb to that or grow to that, and then now you got 10 guys over here pouting or doing this or just being sour, and you got a whole other team out here doing this, and that's where the confusion and communication get lost, and you start losing, and you got, you know, something. so it can go, it's bigger than just actually selecting one person. You got to right. know who that person is and what's his moral and goals and, you know, what kind of player he is. And you said you felt you knew though when you were there you're like I'm I'm going. Oh yeah, when I when I when I made it to the come I was like yeah it's real like yeah like mama we we made it like we gone. Like, so now you're just waiting to see when they so call yeah, my name. You do your combine, you do your testing, you know, they pull on you, see how tall you is, they you know, see how much you weigh, you know, how fast you can run, how high you can jump, everything else behind it, and then you wait, it's a weight game. You know, they get all of their statistics together, they get all their film together from college and you know, whoever whatever team needs that position or that particular needs, that's the radar you're gonna be on. So we kinda knew who was looking for safety at that time in the point and that time it was like Arizona. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, you had some other teams, Minnesota, Cincinnati, they was looking for some guys that might have got somebody else earlier or, you know, around the time. So I had an idea of the ball frame of what round, not exactly to the T, but I knew, okay, hey, I may be a day two or day three guy. So, you know, that was the only process. I say about the only terrible thing is just waiting. Right. Like everybody asking, you know, around the city, around your town, around campus, like, hey, man, what's going on? What's next? Like, you know, so. Did you ever wish, like, just stop asking me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to the point where I was like, you know, you know, yeah, okay, I get it. Uh, yeah. So, no. but it was, it was, uh, my bad. I'm sorry. No, 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 because I don't want to interrupt you on that because mm-hmm. my one question with that is the combine. And I hear this sometimes with draft stock. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're that guy, right? Mm-hmm. What is the penalty for not doing a combine, for not showing up? Um,. You got to have, if you don't show up to the combine, you got to have grade A film. Okay. Because that's what they kind of grade you out of outside of your, let's just say your workspace. 
mean, with the helmet on, the cleats on, you stand out already. But now they want to see how you perform under pressure, perform fatigue, perform, you know, mm. us pulling on you doing this, doing that, because that's how the NFL lives. It might say it might not rain, but you get there and it's flooded. Gotcha. Now you got to adjust to the environment. And, you know, my favorite model is live uncomfortable. You got to learn how to live to do that because, you know, in order to succeed or get to where you want, you got to learn to be in uncomfortable situations. So, but yeah, you got to be able to adapt, man. And ain't no excuses in the NFL. Like, if you can't do it, we'll find somebody else that can get in here and do it. So, that's the mindset of it. So, you got, you'll you learn real quick. Like, I know when um, I'm an amateur triathlete, and when I first started training, my trainer would have me train in the rain. You have to be trained and like, you know, when it's literally blistering heat, you know, train in the cold mm. just so you'd be ready because you never know what race day mm. is going to look like. So it's got to be like times a thousand for a professional athlete. Man, right? so, I mean, it's, got a, it's got similar traits. It does. It does in a certain way. It's just to a magnitude of every little detail you do now is on a bigger scale, bigger microscope and everything you you don't know, can imagine because not only do you want to get there, you got to stay there too. Mm. So, and that's just as hard. You know, they're trying to push the veteran guys out of the way so they can get the young guys. So it's, it's a battle. It's a battle of both, but you know, it, it prepares you in ways to uh, that life come at you too. So Right. All right, we got to take a quick break. We're going to pick up there. But I think I just think it's awesome because, again, it's this pushing, consistent pushing mm -hmm. forward, right? And when you know, like you know something's supposed to happen, you're just waiting for them to call your name. Yeah. Um, there's got to, you know, there's a confidence that comes with that and, and a feeling. I mean, still not, not an arrogance. I got a nice story. You got a nice story. Okay, so I want you to put a pin in that. I got you. Guys, it's over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. We got... J.J. Wilcox in the house of really 1100 AM and iHeartRadio. Hang tight. We're going to be right back. Michelle. 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 Take this one here for me and my DJ. All right. Welcome back. What's up? Can you believe we are past 5 o'clock? We got less than an hour to go. But, you know, Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies actually sometimes when you're not no. having fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think time just flies. <laughs> <laughs> fun, fun I think time just flies. If you're just joining us, welcome to Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis right here on Real 1100 AM. We got JJ Wilcox in the house, professional oh, oh, oh. athlete, entrepreneur, which we're gonna be talking about. Uh, I love how he's got a few few plates spinning, mm -hmm. right? Now just worried about one way. To dump money in his bank account. He's an entrepreneur by trade. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. But it's the top of the hour. That means it is time for senseless shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Senseless mm. shenanigans. Love the drum roll. I gotta get I gotta get myself one of those for real. <laughs> senseless shenanigans. Um I'm, I'm waiting for my sound effects. Shenanigans! Awesome. <laughs> Caught me off guard. Yeah, He's like, like, oh, shoot, Instagram, hold on. That's my cue. <laughs> me, exactly, that's me. That's me. That's you. That's you. Alrighty. Okay, I'm just going to say the first senseless shenanigan. I want you, I know you got a good senseless shenanigan for me. No, go ahead, go ahead. But I got a senseless shenanigan. No, go, I'm interested. The Atlanta Falcons have a, a million options. A million, yes. I'm exaggerating. No, no, I mean, you probably aren't, though. They have several options. Okay. What they're doing is not working. Oh, I see what you we mean. We know this. Yeah. There is somebody sitting in front of me that is in great shape. He's healed. We he's ready. not hurt. 
He's been doing yoga, Pilates. I had plenty of time off. He's got plenty of time <laughs> off. He's working out every day. It is senseless to me. And I don't know. I don't run a franchise. Yeah. What do I know about winning? I'm just a winner. <laughs> it's only the name of my company. Gagnon means winning in French. Hey. The mm-hmm. winner in French. Right? That's what Gagnon means. The winner in French. Shoot. I'm, I'm, I, know, I know what winning looks like. I'm like JJ's dad. If you're just joining us, JJ said... His dad said when he was born, he knew that that was a Heisman Trophy winner. I didn't get it. Coming out of his mom's womb. He knew it. He called it. I'm the same way. I could call winners. I'm looking at a winner sitting in front of me, and I'm wondering why this winner is not on the field. It's senseless to me. It's senseless that we have great players. I don't know. Listen, I don't know what the Falcons are thinking. I'm not a head coach. I'm not a defensive coordinator. You know, I'm not a water boy or water girl. Yeah, I was like, don't know. Come on now. I was like, yeah, I was like, don't, don't say the boy. You know, you got I'm not, a, water I'm not girl. a water anything, but I do know greatness when I see it. I appreciate that. And I think it's senseless. It's going to be shown. It's, a, it's coming, right? It's coming. That's what she I okay. hope so. Yeah. All right. What's your senseless shenanigans? Oh, no, you're good. So I love how we're keeping it on the um, NFL aspect. Uh, so this week's uh, senseless shenanigan, it's not even uh, this week. We'll just take it all the way back to the beginning. The Dallas Cowboys had not only the best record in the NFC East, but some of the best records in the whole NFC. They were tied with the Los Angeles Rams and one game behind the Green Bay Packers. And the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Long story short, 13-12 win club. So, still for some reason made it to the wild card game because it is just that intense on the NFC side. Yeah, NFC is real. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, it was not looking bad at first for them. The first game was against the San Francisco 49ers at home um, in Dallas in, you know, the Dome. The star, we called it. Um, Everything was well. The only thing that did not show up was the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I'm talking about the fans were in the building. Jerry Jones was there, the family. It was just crazy to me. And I'm a huge New York Giants fan. So, I'm a, look, we won four games this year, okay? Technically, we won two, okay? <laughs> like, I'm not even going to sit here and laugh. Like, we should be number one draft pick. But I was just shocked seeing all of that because you have Zach. Zach. You have Dak. You have yeah. Zeke. You have Diggs on the other line. You have a whole bunch of people putting in their time and effort, and it's just, and this isn't a bash of the 49ers at all. I don't want that to be said at all, but it's just like when you look at the teams and start comparing offenses and defenses, it doesn't add up. It doesn't. And, and how do you just let it all go to waste? And like yeah. just slide through your fingers. That fast. That, yeah. And that, that, literally. That was too fast. Out of they, nowhere, right? You know, so. I, I, and I'd looked it up before. The Dallas Cowboys have had a, ooh, four playoff wins since their last Super Bowl win. In the last 26 years. Which is crazy because we were talking about this, right? Since you play for the Cowboys. The Cowboys used to be America's team. Like if you wanted to be a cheerleader, you wanted to to cheer for the Cowboys. You wanted to play. It didn't matter where you were from in the United States. You wanted to play for the Cowboys. And And like the dynasty has, I know what it was. It's ever since the show Dallas went off air. The original Dallas, you know, with Jr. You don't know anything. I don't. About that. I don't. Actually. When Dallas, da- count. Listen, anybody listening, if you're listening, really, eleven hundred a.m. You're in your car right now. If you are watching on Instagram, Facebook, on mine, or on JJ's, listen. If you're old enough to remember the the Dallas. real Dallas with Jr. Ewing and Ewing Oil, 
That was the real Dallas. And that's when the Cowboys were killing it. When Cowboys went off the air, I mean, it was like a few years after that. I mean, when Dallas went off the air, a few years after that, yeah. the Cowboys just. Now, listen, I'm not saying I know how to call stuff, but I know how to call stuff. <laughs> and I think there is a direct correlation between the Dallas Empire on TV and the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> Empire. So it's I'm not a coincidence. Saying, it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence at all. <laughs> okay. Like something's happening. You know what? Yeah. You might just. I'm just saying, like, maybe all the hype, because the show was So when did dope. the show end? The show had to end, oh, like... I can look it up right now. Maybe, yeah, look it up. Maybe early 90s. Uh-huh. Right? You know, they won. They got six of them over there now. But I mean, like, after, like, it was like it was a few like years, right? They had some momentum. Ooh. But May 3rd, 1991. Boom. It's last installment. Boom. And the Cowboys started going down, like, what? Oh, you know what? We was up. Know what okay, you're well, okay, about, okay. Man. I know he's like, I'm not gonna keep coming nah, in here. Man, you're gonna be nah. talking about my team. Exactly. Look, he brought Shout up senseless shenanigans man. with the Cowboys. I'm just I'm saying. Sorry. Well, no, no, no. I'll give it to Dallas. No, no, no. So '96, that was the last. So. That was the last one, so, right? So Kobe's rookie year. Shout out to him. Nice. So I'm just saying, is it? You know, he said, keep your head up, JJ. Ravens always need help. Ah, <laughs> bruh. <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no comments. That's <laughs> Chef Boyer Dion. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see, what, I see what you did there, Chef. I see what you did there, Chef. Yeah. Chef Boyer You missed Dion. me. Yeah, Chef Boyer Dion. It's just very interesting. And to even credit what you're saying about Dallas Cowboys, because America's team, if you guys want to see a culture shock, you will never believe who I thought America's team was when I was like 10. Man, listen. We had we had a we had a Super Bowl. I was there with Dez with the catch. That was a catch. Oh, I, you know what? I agree. I agree. I've been and once again, I was a Giants while. fan, but I was just mad that confused. That was a catch. That was a catch. That was, that was a catch. It was. It was a catch. I'll give it to him. That hurt. That hurt. Because that was, the, I think that was, was there. and oh, that yeah. was unfortunate because that was like the decline. Yeah. Not so much the decline of that yeah. but it just fell off after that. That was a catch, but man. I thought America's team was the Patriots. Uh, I mean, they say that I, after, after 2000. Yeah. And, and that's yeah, the only reason know. I thought. Yeah. Like 2010, I was like, Brady's winning all these things. Who else would, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there was like the Cowboys. I'm like, really? They had it wrong. <laughs> like, it was America's boy who was Brady. Oh, my gosh. America's not boy. America's, not America's yeah, no, team. No, you're right. America's boy, Brady. I mean, the golden Riker, child. I mean, I, I don't know what Tom Brady <laughs> I, is. I but, said that today. He is, what, 44 years old? Dude, and he... I mean, and he's in the playoffs again. Again, and I he, would never I mean, want to go against that man. I'm man. talking about preseason, postseason. It is what it is. <laughs> I mean, so. it is what it is. Like him or hate him, yeah, like you can't greatness. cheating. Not like For he's real. like, okay, yeah, okay, here, take your balls back. Give me the real ones. Yeah, really. okay. I think <laughs> I, that's why I get two or three most Super Bowls. Right, there. and that's why I think I love him so much. I'm a Giants fan, so we've never lost to him in the postseason. Well, you had his brother, so and, th- and you know, it's all that's all we needed. Because I don't know, we are not going to get another ring no time soon. I yeah, promise you that. Eli, Eli had y'all, which I had two with Eli. Yeah, two. Mm-hmm. That's all, and then look, that's all we were getting. And that's it. <laughs> that's all we yeah, was getting. That's it. What yeah, yeah everybody saw that writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. What y'all going to do with Daniel Jones? <sighs> Man, well, you know what? My biggest concern is with everybody right now, because we just got rid of a lot of people. We cleaned house. Yeah. I'm talking about head coach, mm-hmm. front office, general manager. So I do not know who is even the owner of the team. Um, well, I know who the owner is, but general manager, I think Chris Mara. Okay. Uh, was definitely one of our top five, top three picks. But you know them. They're not going to say it till it's done. Yeah. So once that's stated, I feel like our direction will actually be set. Because right now, man, we're just running in circles playing tag. Like, last game it's of the season, tough, yeah. third and nine on our own 15, we ran a quarterback sneak. Yeah. I don't even know what universe that makes a little bit of sense. Um, and the 
Falcons. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm sorry. I, know <laughs> you out. I said that way back before I even got on the show. Hey. I did. I think I made that pretty clear. I did. Okay. All right. That's senseless okay. shenanigans for today, guys. Senseless shenanigans. Yeah, I love it. Goes to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just joking. I love the Falcons. Yeah. Listen, I, I love, love you. Blank. I love wherever you are. So I right now, that. I love the Falcons. I just said it was senseless shenanigans that they don't have you on the field. Right? No, I agree. I mean, like you yeah, know, much respect for sure. Do you miss playing for the Cowboys? It was it was um, Dallas. That was a lot of fun. Dallas was my first home outside of Georgia. Oh and wow! They, yeah, they opened me up with big arms. So Dallas gonna forever have a spot, you know, in my heart because right. it's the first person, the first spot I went after Georgia. So. Yeah. Oh, so you were drafted by the Cowboys. Yeah, I was drafted, yes. yeah. Third round. Third round. Third round. I don't know how that went over my head. That yeah, is third round. And ended up going. I mean, that's why I say, like, it really is. 80th it's pick. a It's a Georgia. It's kind of a cool Georgia story, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, small town, an unassuming school, Georgia Southern, get drafted third round, 80th pick. And you go, you have a really good yeah. run at yeah. the Cowboys. What happened that you know, took you went to the Bucks after yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, to yeah. the Bucks, on to the Bucks after that. But um, I'll just say time did in Dallas. We when I got there, we was kind of on the the brinks of something good. We knew that because my rookie year, um, I had we had went eight and eight. But that year, we was almost like a game away from actually being in the playoffs. So that's how close we was in when I got there my rookie year. Mm-hmm. My second year went out the roof. Confidence build up. That's 2014 year when we went all the way to the Green Bay with the catch. Right. Like we was, we only lost like two or three and almost no more than four games that year. Wow. Yeah. So we was, everybody, everybody was winning. You know, it was some close games, but it was like, okay, Dallas is clearly the better football team. This is, you know, something shaped, something nice. So, but yeah, uh, Dallas going to always have a, have a spot. Yeah. You know, soft spot for real. So. so, what was it like in the transition from, you know, Cowboys leaving where you really mm-hmm. enjoyed and then heading down to a real state. Yeah. <laughs> Florida was cool. Shout out, you know, shout out to Florida. No state taxes, all that good stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I, yeah, chicks was a little different down that way, but it was cool. It was cool. Temple was real nice. Like I say, you know, that was kind of the year where it was kind of, you know, up and down a little bit. Um, I had my run in Dallas, a good stint there in Dallas uh, with Dallas. So, um, like I say, you know, it's a business at the end of the day, you know. So, you know, um you know, things didn't work out that way. You know, money started to play a role in it. You know, I'm getting older, not getting younger. So it was like, let me see. Let me get somewhere maybe close to home that might, you know, might make sense. So right. went to Tampa, uh, did an offseason there, signed my contract there. And then uh, after that, immediately went to Pittsburgh. Like, blink of an eye. Like, Ooh. after my last preseason game, I was I looked up. I was traded to Pittsburgh. Had to be on the next flight there, like, within less than 48 hours. How does that how, like what did that feel like? Man, it was, I'm still lost words. Over. I mean, yeah. I had just signed a nice deal to Tampa. You know, they came. You know, to you know Dallas. We we talked. You know, my agent and everything. So they mutual interest. Blah blah blah. They signed the contract because I had other visits, but it was like, no, we're not gonna let you go nowhere. We want you here. So I was like, okay, cool. That's where I want to be. Y'all want me. Y'all came first. So let's make it happen. Right. Made it happen. You know, uh, had a good off season. Good camp. You know, came in like. The last day of um, like training camp, I was like, "Look, my agent was like, hey, you, you know, you don't need to go up there. You finna hit the tent, Pittsburgh." I'm like, "What?" I like, "I just moved here. I just got here. <laughs> right. What you mean going to Pittsburgh?" Like, "Yeah, they trade you to Pittsburgh." So, Pittsburgh obviously needed um, a need for safety at the time, and it was just the best man available on the roster. They, they knew somebody down there, and 
you know, agents and them got to talk and it was like, hey, we want them, we need them here, you know. So it was like next man up type deal. So less than 48 hours, my whole life changed. Went from Tampa, get ready for the season to Saturday. I mean, like a Friday practice was Pittsburgh. The game is on Sunday type deal. That's yeah. Crazy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Playing with Big Ben. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, that that was like a starstruck moment too. Yeah. Big ben, yeah, I had Big Ben hanging up in my in my room back in like college and um, high, uh, back in my hometown too. So it was like actually seeing him like on magazines on my wall to actually like practice with him. That's my lockers crazy. next to Big Ben. Yeah, that's how long he been around. It was good too, real good. He so treated he was you cool. nice. Yeah, he was cool. Big Ben was always smooth. And we obviously just saw his last game, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's – I know, I hate, I mean, you hate yeah. for, to go out on a loss. Right, but, right, right. You know. Like, Mike Tumblr, too. Jeez. Yeah. Right, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. But, I mean, though, he's a great – I mean, one of the greatest coaches yeah. ever. But, I mean, he broke – 15 seasons without having a losing record. That's like – I mean, and but he's unheard. a trailblazer when it comes to not just black coaches, but yeah. coaching, period, yeah. to your point. Yeah, but no, you know black I mean? coaches as well. But, like, yeah. you, you don't have a lot of um, – you know, I think that's something that I'm pretty sure will be addressed eventually. But, you know, there's some good coaches out there. Right. You know, so – um, it's kind of like the quarterback situation, right? It took a minute yeah. for the league to realize, mm-hmm. oh, man, there's some great black quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. And now I was joking about, you know, Dante Culpepper, right? But I don't know if you know. You yeah, know I do. <laughs> Get your roll on. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but, you know, Dante was one of the first, right? You know what I mean? Um, and when the, in that wave. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I think the, the coaching situation is kind of the same. It's like, okay, now we got to break the barriers there and pretty soon you'll see yeah because there's so many teams now yeah I agree. starting quarterbacks that are black mm-hmm. so i imagine the coaching you know will begin to follow suit at some point yeah. right but yeah. mike Tomlin, he was one of the you know one of the ones that broke that broke that plane yeah sure. so it's kind of like an end of a dynasty i'll with, say him with yeah um tony dungy oh yeah tony dungy was great tony dungy was awesome okay like, they can't hear you, so you gotta, yeah. Um, but if you, but if you look at it, I mean, that's one of the ways that we know that there's progression, right? Because we start mm-hmm. seeing more of these things intentionally happening. Yeah. Happening. Um, so then Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons, Dirty Birds, grew up and raised on them Falcons. You get to come back home. I got to come back home. I got to come to the A. Never thought I'd be back in Atlanta. Really? Never thought. I had a lot of friends and stuff back here. When I was in Dallas, I used to come back. It was kind of like my meeting point for a lot of my close friends back home and stuff. To come kick and try to catch everybody. So, yeah, come back to the Atlanta, the Dirty Birds. The Dirty Birds. Okay, when we come back, we got to take a quick break. And, guys, when we come back, you'll be able to call in. You can talk to JJ404 if you're on Instagram or Facebook, at Michelle Taylor Willis, 404-603-8770. You can dial in, call in, and talk to JJ in the Ask Michelle segment. Or you can ask me a question but jj is ready for you he wants to hear what you gotta say don't go anywhere we're coming back i can't believe it's almost over guys it's over the top with michelle taylor willis on real 1100 a.m don't touch any of those dials or screens we'll be right back michelle 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 take this one here for me and my tj Hey, what's going on, guys? We are back live in the studio in Atlanta with, I don't know anything that rhymes with studio. Is there a word that rhymes with studio? Can I have something? 
Susudio. That's like, you know, you don't know that song? Susudio. Phil Collins. Okay. Oh, nah. Yeah, see, I think I only know one Phil Collins song, and we all know it. In the air tonight. Of course. Why would I even fake that? Like, I'm so uncultured. Yes, I know. Yeah. It's very. I mean, come on. It's frustrating. Susudio. I'm going to see if Craig will play that on the next Right. He's like, no. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis on Real 1100 AM. We got JJ Wilcox in the house, entrepreneur, father, husband, friend, NFL player, all things wonderful. Mm-hmm. And he's a smiler, too. He hadn't stopped smiling since he got here. Except hey, look, for when I was making jokes about the Falcons and Georgia Southern yeah. and Georgia and Cairo. Yeah, Southern. Other than that, he's great. All right, so you said you had a great story. I do. Yeah, what's your story? So going back to after the Senior Bowl, leading up to the draft day. So um, after the combine, everything was, was, you know, got good news, ran a good 40, you know, got through that whole process. So now he was like, hey, you know, I'm going to keep you posted, stay by your phone, keep working out, doing the small things, you know, go home, enjoy the family because immediately after you get drafted, you gotta head to your team and start getting, you know, have mini camp, rookie mini camp, everything else, the whole off season in one bundle. So I go home, you know, I've been talking to my agent. I'll say this is the night before the before the draft. So talking to him, he said, hey, you know, I got a coach over at such and such and such, and I think you'll be going around about the seventh, the seventh, seventh, seventy, seventieth. 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 Okay, yeah, there you go. Seven. It sounds, you know, if you say it too many yeah, times, it sounds like, like it's not yeah. right. <laughs> but uh, so yeah. Long story short, seventieth uh, pick came around. The team they drafted another safety. So I was like, so I called my agent. I'm calling them mad too. So I had all my families and friends over there. All my, you know, all my loved ones in the living room watching. So you're watching at the, your house. Yeah, watching. I'm at my house. Like I had the whole street from. Miles, cars just parked up outside, just waiting to hear the news. My whole neighborhood was like flooded with people out there just standing by this their cars. This is in Cairo. Yeah, this okay. is in Cairo in my whole uh, neighborhood. So everybody's watching. Everybody's you know standing in the yard. You know anything happened yet? You know I know you said around about seven, so people started you know what's going on? Like you you know is it gonna happen? So I'm like, you know what, mom? Like I'm finna ha- I'm finna have a fit. So she pulled me to the back. She was like, no, you ain't. You are not. If you know everybody know my mama know that, you know, she had that voice like to calm an angry lion down and make him, you know, always almost humble, like quiet. So she was like, You're not about to get upset, regardless of what it looked like. It's a blessing to be here. Your time gonna come. So I, I you know, I'm crying, I'm in everything. I'm in the back Aww. room. Yeah, I'm in the back room. So like literally like two or three calls later, you know, I hear Jerry Jones on the line, like, Hey, this JJ? And I just Start crying. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, that's on YouTube. So, and I immediately just start crying. I didn't even say. I said like, yeah. And he was like, hey, you know. And I just immediately ran to my mom and gave a hug. So, yeah, that was like, yeah, that was like life. That was like everything. We gotta pull. Yeah, you gotta pull that one. We gotta pull that. Do you remember that feeling? It's on YouTube. Yeah, it was. It was probably one of the best feelings in my in my life. Wow! You literally—it was like yeah. I didn't even say I was just crying and ran straight to my mom because she was like, like two or three picks before that, she was just like, just relax. It's gonna happen. It's gonna come. Like I don't want to see you crying because regardless, like you're blessed to even be here. Right. So you know, she gave me a whole different 
aspect on it. So I'm like, I'm pounding, like, man, you're not supposed to be going this, this, this. <laughs> he ain't better than me, you know, type there. And she's like, just relax. You know, it's going to come. And like two or three picks later, it was like, boom, like a dream. Like, you know, so, yeah. And then that's when everybody sees it on TV. Yeah, everybody Everybody's jump like off. Jumping everybody off. turned <laughs> up outside. So it turned into a whole, like, party and, you know, K-Roll show love after that. And to go, I mean, by the Cowboys. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Like, of all organizations. You can Out of all the school. owners, Jerry Jones called my phone. Yeah. I know you just like that's just like that's it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I can feel crying. that for you. Yeah, I can feel that for you. Yeah, I don't care how you feel about Dallas. Jerry Call, you better pick up. Man, that's exactly right. Shoot. Yeah, that's for exactly real. Right. I knew it had to be somebody because I didn't recognize the number, and it was from Texas. So I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. And so, so let me ask you this: I know you're happy, so you're back home. You never mm-hmm. thought you'd play for the Falcons. For the Falcons, no. right? So you now end up at the Falcons, mm-hmm. get hurt, mm-hmm. get released. That was yeah, that yeah. story too. So that was great. Tell go ahead. Yeah. So I had just they just signed me in like March. Coach Quinn, he called me. You know, we talked. You know, I, you know, I I knew of Coach Quinn, but I heard so much good things about him. So. Um, they called me. My secondary coach that I knew from Dallas was around the way as well, was a coach as well. So he was like, hey, man, we got a nice role. want you to come fill in, you know, do this, blah, blah, blah. So we want to sign you here to the Falcons. At the time, I was staying in Tampa still because, you know, I had just finished up kind of with the Jets in Pittsburgh. So I was still kind of – Tampa was my home. So I say, man, yeah, so sure. So talked to my agents, numbers and stuff added up. Everything was perfect. Came in, had a great off season. They was using me. The guys that was counting around and in front was hurt, so they wasn't getting any. So I was getting all, you know, the tension, the, the love, the plays, and everything, you know. So um, first day of training camp, go out there, non-contact, like halfway through practice. I'm running, chasing the defender down. Boom, blew my knee out, ACL. Gosh. First day of practice training camp. Jeez. Absolutely. Yeah, Where was mom then? Yeah. <laughs> You know, so mom, man, I, I wish I had her arms and times at the time, but man, it was like my agents like, don't tell me. I was like, yeah, first day, like perfect situation, going to end up starting playing blah blah blah, and then you know, blowing the knee. So, then, but looking back on that, yeah. can you think of why? You know, it's not like the, every cloud has a silver. I'll say right? like, for me, just because I've learned myself over the last few years, few years and months and things like that, I, I was, you know. I didn't want it to sit down to be that way. It was like, but I needed to kind of take, you know, take the rings on some things and kind of just sit down and pause on life and like understand, you know, who was for me, who wasn't. Learn myself, look myself in the mirror on certain things that I needed to make better for myself, you know, and and create an environment where it was, you know, um, just inspiring and also, you know, gratitude is somewhat so. I think with that time being off, it kind of I kind of learned myself. I, I really did. You know, it, put, it took myself because the injuries, man. It's not. It's more mentally than it is physically. Right. You know, so I I didn't have no family here. It was just my sister. She was kind of in school, but I was rehabbing here. Uh, Stephanie, my she was my wife at the time, but she was back in Tampa. She was pregnant with uh, my baby boy Eli, so she was stuck in Tampa. She couldn't really help me. You know, moving around, you know, like my wheelchair, my crutches and stuff like that. Wow. So the first couple of months, I was just staying in the dorm, like, Aww. on the Falcons facility. Just Do like. we have sad music <laughs> play? I feel like we need, like, sad music. No, it's not, it, 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 it's, there's no need for the sad <laughs> no, because, no, no, you know no, what I'm saying, it, it shaped me to who I am now, man. So, you know what, you know, if it was a different way, of course, you know, that would be the easy way out. But I wouldn't have it no other way. It, it taught me a lot being down, though, so. Well, um, back to your previous story, uh, mm-hmm. Genesis Sports Medicine says that those quiet, uh, that moment with your mom made those two days, you know, all the two-a-days worth it. Right, you know, right, yeah, yeah. 
So now we're here. Mm-hmm. Now you're practice squad. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they released you, mm-hmm. brought you back, mm-hmm. and now it's like this is the this is probably whatever this looks like is going to be the the back part of your career. Yeah, right? for sure. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is on the horizon? Man, that's the million dollar question. But just from what I've been observing, standing and praying, and asking God to kind of reveal and show, excuse me for you know sh- you know putting all my religion stuff, big oh, on faith and stuff like that. Know. So, you don't um, for that. but uh, but yeah, um, I think 2022 is you know. It's off to a, you know a great start. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for where things are shaping up, where things are going, and um, I'm just I'm just excited. Last the last year, last year and a half has just been kind of like a cloud. So it's kind of like you know what? Let me let me shake these clouds up and bring the sun out, and you know, and and, and walk and put purpose towards and take actions of what I want. You know, it's one thing to kind of say you have faith, but don't speak it, don't walk it, don't breathe it, don't talk it. You know, don't believe it. So. That's what I'm kind of with things in life is from football to my entrepreneurship and my business and everything else. I'm just like, hey, you know, if it's for me, it's going to work itself out. I'll make sure I'm prepared for it and work hard at it. And and um, everything else I can't control. Just let it go. I'm glad you mentioned, too, the entrepreneurship part, because I think that's something that um, a lot of people want to do, mm-hmm. but don't know how to or don't have the risk taking ability to do it mm-hmm. right um and then a lot of people in your position might not feel like they need to talk to us about that entrepreneurial spirit and why you decided to start yeah. your trucking company right 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 right. i got a trucking company based out of um, atlanta north atlanta uh just finished up it'd be a full year probably tomorrow to be exact tomorrow's well, your one year anniversary, one year anniversary in business anniversary. that's woo, right woo. so you know i had uh the growing pains and everything else, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was kind of forced upon me, you know, a little bit. It was kind of part of, it's kind of reflect back to the part when I was saying I needed to take the rings of things and kind of take control and, you know, walk my destiny that I want for myself and not what people think you should or mm. what it should look like. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's kind of like, let me grab these rings, you know, God put me here for a purpose. Let me grow up a little bit and do the things I need to do. So, you know, with the trucking company, um, I grew up in trucking. My dad was in it, drove for over like 20 some years. I grew up five, six, seven years old, jumping in out of 18 wheeler. So, wow. yeah. So, you know, it was kind of like, it was just reinvented in front of me again that opportunity where it was kind of needed you know football was kind of slow practice squad money is not the same type of money NFL makes so you know it was at a point was like hey you know you got to do what you got to do at this point you know and I was like hey you know I can't just sit around and be sad and mope about where I'm at yeah, get back on the horse like my best friend Tony always said. Get back on the horse, man. Let's get, let's let's go. You know, Tony says that. Shout yeah, out to Tony. Tony O. Shout out to Tony O. So, but yeah, we just you know pick 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 yourself back up and get back on the horse and. And um, a lot of hard work. My wife definitely is kind of the backbone of everything, not only me in general, but my company as well, you know. So big shout out to Stephanie for that one, for sure, because... Um, Black Girl Magic, shout oh, out yeah, Stephanie. Yeah, for sure. So, but um, but yeah, it was thrown upon me and, you know, I ran with it and, you know, took full responsibility. Um, I got over like 40 to 50 different brokers I deal with um, just within my first year. Um, so And your trucking company is you ship... Yeah, so I haul from all 48 states general freight and refrigerated goods. So, and then I also have an expedite service too around Atlanta, Metro Atlanta area with uh, Sprinter vans that haul different, you know, different small expedited things that need to get shipped through the day and at night as well too. So it's growing and expanding. So I'm excited for it. So did your you said your dad has been in sh- uh, trucking? Did he help you? Yeah, yeah, he did. So it's, it, yeah, it's James and Sons Trucking Company. So oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. like so, Sanford and so, Sons. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Your dad is Sanford and your son. Does he call you Big Dummy? No, he don't call me okay. Big Dummy. No. I mean, you said your dad was hard on you. so Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard a Fred, uh, not a Fred, a Red, uh, Red Fox uh, joke in a while. Man, listen. <laughs> How do you... See, I'm telling you, I know of Sanford and Son. I watched a couple of shows of it. No, I get what like, you're saying, but no, it's not Sanford and Son. Yeah. Okay, all right, we're gonna leave that right here on the <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. But that's dope. So you guys start the business together. He he shows you, mm-hmm. and you to be in business in a year, you got 40, 50 programs. You've expanded. Yeah. So you're you know you're running a good business, mm-hmm. and as long as you run the business right, the business will continue to, to do what you. So it's like you yeah. Know, Football happens, and we know football's coming back for you. We and know. I, we just don't know what it looks exactly. like. Exactly. Right? So I think, yeah, football translated over to it, just the competitive side and, you know, making things kind of picture perfect. We know it's not going to be picture perfect, but you get what I'm saying, just like to thrive the energy that I had that I usually might have didn't had in different situations in football. I just channeled that towards my business. Right. So. Right. And I love it. And it makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody, once you get one – one plate spinning, I always think is a great way, a great thing to get another plate yeah. spinning. So if you need anything expedited through Atlanta or moved all through 48 states, definitely. I'll let James and Sons I'll let James and Sons. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and I'm going to let you promote everything you want to promote because we're going to make sure we put all of this in the universe and let God just take it from there, all right? Guys, you're listening to According Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. I went back to my previous show. Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis right here on Real 1100 AM. We appreciate you listening today. But don't go back. We're not done. We almost are done. We'll be right back. Michelle. Michelle. I'm so glad we had this time together. I'm going to get the words of that song and start singing it at the end of every... I know y'all don't know what that is. No. I know you don't. That's You ever heard of the Carol Burnett Show? Carol Burnett Show? Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. Have you? Mm-hmm. Greg, you know what the Carol Burnett Show is, right? Okay. Yeah, Carol Burnett. Is, she's She was a famous comedian. She was like... I mean, she's an icon. I think she's still alive, actually. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, because I'm like, she was, no. Yeah, um, yeah. that's what it sounded like. Sure. Was, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Can you check and make sure? Yeah, I, I haven't heard of her dying, so I feel like I'm sorry, it's still. Can say the name one time? Carol Burnett. Oh, my gosh. She had a show. It was the Carol Burnett Show. Well, you nailed it. Bar for bar. Carol Burnett Show. The Carol Burnett Show. And it aired, like, in the 60s. But she was, like, you know, a trailblazer, woman on TV. No, nah, she's good. She's good. She's, yeah. yeah. Okay, she's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's okay. good. She's got several more years left. Birthday coming up in April. We there, you go. there we go. <laughs> yeah. And Happy so birthday, at the girl. end of each of her, it was a variety show, which was really, it was very funny back in those times. Similar to what nowadays? It's like SNL. Oh. Like well, Saturday Night Live. Even more modern. Saturday Night Live? Okay, okay, all right. Everybody might not know Saturday Night Live. Everybody knows Saturday Night Live. It's a thing. That's the thing, though. I feel like Saturday Night Live, it's a good example. It's a good and bad example because Saturday Night Live was around then, too. So it's like, it definitely has, like... so more modern. I I don't think there are any real variety shows right now. Are there? Yeah. Not in America. Yeah. (laughs) Right. In England, they have some, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But like there, I mean, there used to be in Living Color. And okay, then there so was is that considered? In Living Color was dope. Yeah, but it didn't last. I mean, it's, SNL has been around since like 1960 or something. Why it's not? Crazy. You know what I mean? Why not? Yeah, Living That's, Color, like I grew up on that. that it's was hilarious. Yeah, that That's funny. another topic for another show altogether. 
But Carol Burnett used to finish her show, and she would always a song. I'm so glad we had this time together. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know the words, yeah, but I'm gonna do. get the. Re- I don't. I probably shut up. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna like get the rest of that. <laughs> I'm gonna get the rest of the words, and I'm gonna start singing at the end of every show because right. that's how we know it's the end. But I can't believe. Can you believe it's been two hours? I cannot. It's like over. All right, so you gotta I got tell. So much to say. You got so much to say. You gotta come back. I will. You gotta come back. Yeah, it's when. When you're playing next year, for sure. Don't forget the little people. Of course not. I mean, we have a billion-dollar trucking company. You know, you'll be blocking tackles. There you go. And then they'll be texting you like, "Hey, one of our trucks broke down. Can you come out the field and get it?" And you'll be like, in between plays, you'll be like, "Yo, have him get this." You know. (laughs) And then you'll be back, back on the field. There you go. That's how it's gonna work. That's it. The point is, don't forget the little people. All right. People that are here. I appreciate y'all for having me. Tell your mom to holler at me, too. That's some things I want to talk to her about. All right. How do people listening, really uh, really 1100 AM listeners, how do they follow you? How does Facebook, Instagram, anybody listening right now find J.J. Wilcox? If you're listening right now, please, please, please go to IG. Follow me at J.J. Wilcox underscore 19. If you're on Facebook, just type in J.J. Wilcox. If you're on Twitter, go to the real J.J. Wilcox and... Yeah, my stories, videos, pictures. I'm going to get better, though. But, yeah, follow me. Update me. Let me know how I do. Let me know how I did. <laughs> let me know if I inspired you or helped you any way, shape, or form. I hope I did. It was a blessing to be here with Miss Michelle. She's awesome. I totally appreciate her for all that she do, all her hard work around the city and touching lives throughout. So I appreciate you and your crew for having me. It was a blast. Well, thank you. I appreciate Teardrop. that. Teardrop. Teardrop. Now we have sad music. Thank you for the kind words. We got to put the the teardrop emoji in the in the comments, Jarrell. No, thank you so much for yeah. coming. It's my pleasure. And you know anything I can do to help you. What if people are in logistics, trucking, yeah. some collaboration? Yeah, How yeah, do they yeah. Find James and yeah. If you want to, you can go to FM FM SCA, which is just the Federal Motor Transportation site. You can go to, but if not, uh, just go to James and Sons LLC dot com and. Book a load, book interest. If you're looking to drive and got over a year and a half or two, feel free to reach out, submit a resume and all that good things. But, uh, but yeah, I'm around the Atlanta area, Expedite Services, trucking company, refrigerator, refrigerated goods, uh, drive van, drive freight, general freight, you name it, we move it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Promise you'll come back. I will. All By right. this time, I should have a small documentary and... Oh, what? Yeah, oh, yeah, my God, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah we got to yeah. talk about that. We got to yeah. talk about that, you know. Might know somebody who can help you out with that. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Over the Top with Michelle Taylor Willis. And, you know, I am here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. to help with your drive home. I mean, who wants to just listen to boring music all the time? I mean, we'd have music. But really, we give you inspirations like, there's the Carol Burnett song. <laughs> We had this time together. <laughs> this is why Greg is the best. These are the words that I know. No, I but I am going. This song, right? Every every time we close, this is the song. Shout out to Carol Burnett. Carol, if you're listening, I think yours was the best show ever, and I feel like you should make me famous. Let's just talk <laughs> offline about it. Just hashtag Lil Oprah, okay? That's me, Lil Oprah. Lil Oprah. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. right here, guys. You can find me, Michelle Taylor Willis. I bring you the best. And we know that if you could figure out what you're put on this earth for, 
Surround yourself with people who are smarter than you in certain ways that can help you execute on the vision. The world will be your oyster. All you got to do is keep pushing, keep pushing, and keep listening. And if you're looking for a job, go to the Coca-Cola United website. They are hiring drivers at their South Fulton location. I almost forgot to tell you that. All right, guys, I don't know what you're about to do right now, but right now I am out. You've been over the top with Michelle Taylor Willis. Tune in every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on The Real 1100. Night, Michelle.